It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Dallas Cowboys all-pro offensive guard Zach Martin is officially a training camp holdout. What does that mean for the rest of the offensive line? All that and more this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same for your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit at ebaymotors.com and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We just got done listening to the Dallas Cowboys training camp presser that happens every single year. (laughs) And Landon, you and I were... uh, Kind of jokey before the show. These have gotten worse every single year, right? In the sense that, yeah, we're trying to get information from the state of the you know, the state of the union or state of the Cowboys press conference, whatever they call it now. Uh, it feels like, yeah, like when Garrett was here, we were getting more juicy tidbits uh, in these in these conversations than we had. I mean, I, I obviously think back to some of the more X-rated uh, uh, <laughs> press conferences that we cannot mention here on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to get demonetized, so. Uh, but yeah, it does seem like, and, and if this is a function of McCarthy's kind of keeping it closer to the vest, uh, kind of coaching style, I don't know, but it does seem like we're getting less and less kind of juicy information out of these situations. Jerry has been, uh, muzzled a little bit. It feels like uh, to a certain degree. So I, 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 I still enjoy it. It's, I mean, again, it's, it's football uh, adjacent. So I'm, I'm happy to watch it and happy to hear them talk about it, but we're not getting nearly as much. Yeah, uh, uh, great information as we got, but there were some tidbits, and there's certainly yeah. enough to talk about. It, it, and there's some news. I, I still find Jerry Jones somewhat charming. Like I know he <laughs> goes on some of these long rants, but man, the guy is funny. Like just he, he, he really is. Uh, he is. But some of the news that we got right before the the presser started, heard that Zach Martin has not reported to Oxnard as Jerry Jones calls it. <laughs> uh, uh, so that means that he can officially be fined. Actually, he will be fined. I believe it's 500 th- or sorry, $50,000 a day. And that's non-negotiable. The Cowboys cannot waive that fine. They can't adjust it at all. So what's going on here? Well, I, I think that Jerry is just having Zach Martin hold his room at the Biltmore so that he could sneak out and, and stay there stay at night. That, that was one of Jerry's funny lines. Is that he sneaks out at, at night to go sleep at a, at a five-star hotel. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, look, I, I think I think it's pretty clear what's happening here. What's happening here is that Zach Martin signed a six-year deal four years ago that at the time made him the highest-paid guard. And and even as the years went on, he still remained part of, of the group of the highest-paid guards, likely because there just weren't other guards 
that came up for contract extensions that you know could make the the or were comparable, right? You don't have to yeah. be better, but just comparable. That could be comparable, right? So, so I, I think in some ways Zach Martin for about four years capped the guard market. He did, you know, and and so. You know, then you start getting guys like Quentin, uh, uh, Quentin Nelson, uh, Quentin yep. Nelson from the the Colts who comes in and starts breaking that. Now you've got a guy who I would say is a, a much much less uh, of a guard than than Zach Martin and Corey Lidstrom for the Falcons who mm-hmm. signs a twenty million plus contract. And now suddenly you're you're Zach Martin. You've got two years left in your deal. You're still the best guard in football, and you're being paid like seven million dollars yep. less a year than than you know guys who are good good players but i mean you're, you're zach martin so I, I think that you know he's looking at the situation he's he's realizing that it's time for him to get some more money he realizes that the money is about to be handed out to a, a whole bunch of people that were mentioned in the uh, in the press conference by jerry which Jones, we'll get to by, by the way which we'll get to so i think zach's reading the, the tea leaves and saying hey this is probably this right now, right before all this and all these names that also, by the way, didn't include Dak Prescott, who is also going to be up for a contract relatively yep. soon. Zach is realizing he needs to get his money now. And if he doesn't, you know, I think the the conversations that we heard uh, last season from certain folks, the whispers about Zach Martin retiring, I think that is his leverage. That is his threat here. Uh, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's that that's honestly a sincere thing. I doubt it. But I, I do think that that's where Zach's going to try to create his leverage here. Not only just in sitting out in training camp, he, you know, he's look, he's willing to pay the money, whatever it is. I think it's something like $50,000 a day. $50,000 a day. Like yeah. So, uh, which, you know, if he missed all the uh, the camp that he could, it's something like a million dollars or something like that I, I saw. So maybe Zach's willing to sit out for that much. I would be surprised. And I also would be surprised if the Cowboys didn't figure something out here, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah. It, just to kind of make him satisfied. Look, the, the the one aspect that we're not considering here is that what if the Cowboys actually are pretty close on a couple other contracts and by signing some of those other contracts, they could potentially free up more money that could become available for Zach Martin. These are all things that I think we have to consider at this point. We talked about it on, on the show the other day that, now that everyone's kind of in the same place, they're all in the same spot, and it's a small, you know, it's almost like camp, right? They're all kind mm-hmm. of stuck together in their cabins. Uh, now maybe these conversations can happen a little bit more in earnest. And and again, these other contracts getting worked out, if if that if 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 the Cowboys are able to kind of solve one of these other contracts, maybe that's a kind of catalyst for opening up more cash for to become available for Zach Martin. The other thing that we got on the offensive line, it was actually the last question by Clarence Hill is uh, what's the starting offensive line going to look like at the beginning of camp? And Mike McCarthy said, we're going to start the way we finished. And what that basically means is Tyron Smith at left tackle, (laughs) Tyler Smith at left guard, Tyler Bialish at center. And then the right side, I don't know. Like I I, I don't know because if Zach Martin's not going to be there and if Terrence Steele goes on the PUP list or, isn't ready for camp. I have no idea what the right side is going to look like, but I do know who the three starters are going to be on that side. I I just found that little note fascinating. Don't worry, Clarence. We got the notes for you so we can help you out here. Yes. Uh, Yeah. No, I I do think, you know, I will point out that the question was phrased specifically as like, it was phrased, who are your starting five, but I'm pretty sure that Clarence also further kind of emphasized is Terrence, uh, is Tyler Smith going to be playing left, left guard? Tackle. Yeah, left and guard, I think that yeah. is what McCarthy was specifically answering uh, there, right? When he said, we'll start as we finished uh, OTAs. Yeah. Meaning that, you know, and again, 
<laughs> I, I just find it funny that that they can't get McCarthy to just come out and say, "Yeah, Tyler Smith's gonna be playing left guard." Like he had to be this. Well, we'll finish as we started, sort of situation. Well, because I th- I also don't think he wants to say he's gonna be playing left guard and then. Yeah, the second yeah. practice, he's taking steps at left tackle, and it looks like he lied to them, right? Like that's probably fair too. That's probably fair because you know what's going to happen is Tyron Smith is going to probably be on an alternating schedule, right? He might work two days and then get a day off, or it might be every other day. So by just saying we're going to start with the way we finished, at least gives him a little bit of an out in case something were to change three days from now, right? Yeah, you know, uh, but yeah. You know, before we move on to this, I, I think it's just worth mentioning that. All of this is hingent on putting a lot on Tyler Smith's plate, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it, 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 not that he didn't handle it with a plum last year, but now you're talking about truly having him to yep. learn two spots, not, not just one, not just going back to guard, but you're going to have to you know, seriously work him at left tackle as well if he is the swing tackle option. Yep. So uh, this is all, we're all kind of hand-waving this a lot and, and, and being you know thrilled that there is at least some sort of solution. But I will point out, this is putting a lot on Tyler Smith's plate. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we should all applaud him if he's able yeah. to handle this because it, it is a lot. Steven Jones and Jerry Jones also answered some questions about the changing value of running backs. Let's discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by better help. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear, whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, a relationship or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. It's the more that you practice it, the easier it gets, the better that you get at it. It's no different than an NFL team, right? The more they practice, the better they get. The same is true for yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for absolutely any reasons. No questions asked. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Locked On. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome back to the Lots on Cowboys podcast. Everydayers, on tomorrow's show, we're going to answer some of your Twitter questions, so make sure you guys tune in for that. But, Landon, Stephen Jones had some interesting comments about the yeah. running back position because he was asked, you know, 
what are your thoughts on the market changing? And he basically said, yeah, this, the, this NFL evolves a lot. We offered a deal to Tony Pollard. It didn't get done. We've paid running backs before in the past at the very top of the value. And maybe 20 years ago, his words, 20 years ago, the running back position might have been more valuable than the quarterback position. Now it's a quarterback-driven league. It felt like the Cowboys were kind of trending in this right – sorry, not right direction. I should clarify that. Trending <laughs> in this direction. Uh, but it was nice to at least see Stephen Jones acknowledge this. Well, I, what I thought was nice was that it's nice to see Stephen Jones also thinks that the 90s were 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that, I thought the same thing. <laughs> you mean 30 years ago, right? Yeah, because 2003, the running back position was not more valuable than the quarterback. No, that's what not. Was it Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah, they were still around. So uh, I, I thought that was funny. Uh, I, you know, look, I, I do think that as Cowboy fans – I mean, you have to be happy that you're hearing them say this, right? Like, it, it is happy to at least have them kind of come out and finally say, hey, we understand that the running back position is being devalued in the NFL and we're acting accordingly because, you know, honestly, like, like look, let's go back to the guy that they sent to Tennessee, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the quote. Uh, yeah, Jerry please. Jones said, we lost the running back a few years ago. Actually, this would have been like eight years ago. Eight years ago uh, yeah. We lost the running back to Tennessee, who was actually to Marco Murray, who signed with the Eagles. But yeah, yeah I mean, they, they knew this value. Well, that's they I was knew gonna, this a while ago, right? That's what I was going to say. Is Do you remember how excited and frankly thrilled we were that they even had that study about – remember the study that they kept on waving yep. around about running backs at the at age – 28, 20, I think it was. Yeah, 27 or 28. Yeah. 27 or 28. Uh, we were all thrilled that they had that kind of analytic study going on then. So the fact is, is that the Cowboys, uh, ho- you know, we had, had been hoping we're kind of trending in this direction. It does seem that, that that was the situation. Look, clearly the Zeke situation had a major effect on how we feel about how the Cowboys yeah. feel about running backs. But I also think that it's fair to say that the Cowboys got put into a a terrible spot with Zeke. but they all at the same time they also moved off of zeke before he got to age yep. 28 so maybe they yep. even went back and looked at the study like hey maybe we could get another year or two out of him but our studies have all shown like these guys really fall off after this point yep and so i i think that that's you know those are all things that are in fact but again going as a cowboys fan we have to be happy that they at least are recognizing it i, I tend to think that, that this is a good sign i mean i i think that you know, the fact that the Cowboys offered Pollard a long-term contract, mm-hmm. which is something else we should mention, that they definitely offered uh, uh, Schultz as well, a long-term co- contract, means that they at least uh, value Pollard. They understand the value of Pollard over other running backs, but obviously didn't offer him a running back contract that was, you know, worth accepting. And I think all of that, <laughs> considering the context the, to, of what happened to Saquon Barkley today, uh, really, really has crystallized just like... Yep. It is treacherous for running backs out there. And and I think that the the you know, Jerry Jones not only as, as the owner of the Cowboys, but you know, a leader amongst NFL owners recognizes that that market is floundering uh mm-hmm. and is happy to let it flounder and happy to take advantage of the situation just like all the other owners in the league at this point. So after Steven got to done talking about the running backs and the value, Jerry Jones actually said something that I thought was interesting. He said talking with these players or whatever, I've never looked a player in the eye and had them tell me that they regret taking the money, right? Basically regret taking a long-term deal. And he could have been talking about Tony Pollard a little bit, but my gut tells me that he was actually talking about Dalton Schultz. 
Like, I, I wonder if he feels like Dalton Schultz made a big mistake by not taking the long-term deal that they offered because they even mentioned it. Both Steven and Jerry Jones mentioned that they offered a long-term deal to Dalton Schultz and it just didn't get done. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think that, I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I was surprised that Schultz didn't re-sign with the Cowboys, you know, uh, just because it, it felt like it wasn't going to be terribly expensive. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it turns out it wasn't. Uh, and it and because of the familiarity there with Dak, I mean, I fe- felt like if anything that that Schultz really had going for him as a receiver is that he was very comfortable with Dak Prescott. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I do wonder if maybe the Cowboys were surprised when Dalton turned down the deal that they offered him the Pollard situation. I mean, honestly, I could just see them offering him a deal that is. Not insulting, but you know that is in response to the way that the running back market has been trending, and uh, and I can easily I see Pollard see going, no, I can't take that deal. You know, my, like, my guess it was something something like three years, thirty million, with like seventeen million guaranteed, right? So that would have been the franchise tag pays him was that ten point one ten point one or something like million. That, yeah. So give him a little bit more guaranteed, but it's still going to come in way under what two franchise tags would be worth unguaranteed money, and Pollard probably feels like. You know, I'm, I'll play this year on the franchise tag. If I have another good season, I'll make $12 million on the tag and just go from there. I, it was pretty easy to see that one not working out or not both sides not coming to a long-term deal because I think both sides were very happy to play on the tag this year. That's why I signed it right away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's not a terrible deal for both of the, I mean, honestly, it's the way the market is right now, like – your only hope is that it could bounce back, right? Like yeah. it's, it's not trending in the right direction and, and, and you're probably not going to lose so much money between this year and next year. Uh, you know, if, especially if you have a good season, well, I think it's it a would, heck of a deal for Pollard. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Especially considering the, the, the way things went after he signed the deal, yeah. you know? So yeah, he, he, he lucked out by signing it now. Uh, it doesn't necessarily bode well for him betting on himself for next year, but no. at, the, at this point, at least he's locked in with that guaranteed money. And, you know, if he has a good season, maybe he gets similar money next year on an APY sure. situation, a multi-year deal. Speaking of contracts, Stephen Jones talked about the salary cap and signing some players uh, to some longer term deals. Let's talk about that next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Landon, the last thing here that I have for us from this training camp presser, which, again, there was not a lot of news coming out of this one. But uh, somebody asked Stephen Jones about the salary cap and if he feels good about where they sit. And he says, yeah, I feel really good about where we're at. We've structured all of our contracts in a way that gives us lots of flexibility. They feel really optimistic that they're going to get some of the long-term deals done. He even mentioned the names of the players that they're trying to get the deals done. And, again, I don't think there's an order, but it's – I think he said C.D. Diggs, Parsons, Steele. Those are the four kind of guys that we've been highlighting for a while to get t- you know deals done. Just thought it's interesting that Stephen Jones seems very optimistic about where they are cap wise going into the future. Well, I mean, you could say what you want about Stephen Jones, and frankly, a lot of the things that people have said about Stephen Jones 
are the reason that the Cowboys are in a good cap situation to sign these guys, right? Yeah. Like they have been frugal. They have saved money. They have rolled cap money over year after year. They've built up their chest. They've gotten to a spot where they've got, I think there's something somewhere like 20th in cash spending. Yeah, they're currently very low. In, yeah. Very low. So they're currently in a spot where they're ready to sign a whole bunch of these guys to superstar contracts. And, and actually, I think, I think they, they're at a spot cash spending wise where they have to start spending more yeah, cash they they because they're so low. And clearly this isn't, you know, look, uh, again, you say what you want about Stephen Jones, but it's not like this isn't all been planned out. They talked about how they have spreadsheets that go three years out for, you know, that kind of fill out all the cap numbers as you enter in numbers, it'll kind of place it out. So you can see exactly how it all fits together. Uh, I, I tend to think that this is something that they clearly have been preparing for. They understood that they had basically three superstars drafted in the first two rounds of back to back seasons that they have to sign. And they are, you know, they've appropriately, uh, the, the good news about that situation is that they found out very quickly about those guys. Yeah. And because of that, they've been able to kind of roll over cash and increase the cap hits, uh, increase the cap number so that when it's time to actually hit these guys with their big cap hits, they can stagger them, you know, so that they're not all hitting in one year. And they have the rollover cash coming in from previous seasons to kind of help pay for it. So the Cowboys are in a good situation to pay these contracts. Obviously there's going to be a couple of, of monkey wrenches thrown in there that, that, that someone's going to ask way more. Yeah. Good. Well, say, yeah. good there's pro- of the four players that they mentioned, there's probably going to be one that has their play drop off a little bit just by kind of the law of averages. Right. Yeah. Of these players, there might be one that has an even better season. Maybe it's Micah Parsons, right? Maybe Micah yeah. Parsons does win defensive player of the year. He has 19 and a half sacks and the Cowboys, the number one defense in the league. And now they have to really adjust that number on how much they pay him. All these are good things for the Cowboys to, to figure out, right? I mean, guys, just get your jaws ready off the floor when Micah Parsons asks for the first thirty million fully guaranteed defensive contract because it's that kind of craziness that seems low. that's going to come up, right? I mean, that's the starting part, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be I surprised mean, if it's thirty-five, right? A lot of Cowboys fans don't want to hear, don't want Dak Prescott to make twenty-five million dollars. Like, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, it, these are going to be huge numbers, especially Parsons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I think the Cowboys have put themselves in a situation. They're ready to pay a big time pass rusher, a big time wide receiver and a big time quarterback and a big time offensive tackle while you have your big time quarterback waiting in the wings for his new contract. I think those are the money five positions, right? Quarterback, <laughs> exactly. wide receiver, offensive tackle, pass rusher, corner. Right. They, they better have, they better have, uh, uh, uh that money set aside. Cause it's, it's going to be a lot. The, the good news is the Cowboys aren't in a rush. And even Stephen kind of hinted to this, like we're going to use that franchise tag every year. It's a tool that's available to them. They're going to use it. Well, Diggs is going into the final years, his contract. So he's the most likely person to get the tag. You still have CD lamb who has this year and he's got his fifth year option. So two more years under control, three years of Michael Parsons and including some franchise tag options. If you want to use it, the only one, that's a little scary as Terrence Steele, but he's coming back from an injury. His play, he, he doesn't have the track record of some of those other guys, so I think he's easier to get done. And then there's Dak, who you have two years left of him, but you can't franchise him because of the deal that they negotiated the first yeah. time. So yeah. I think Dak is probably the one that they want to get done first before they even start to worry about some of these other deals. If I had to guess. Well, unless they want to sign one of these guys to avoid having to use 
the franchise tag. Like we've been talking about Trayvon Diggs being the most complicated and difficult one of these, right? But what if they wanted to sign him first to completely avoid having to use the franchise it's tag possible. on him? Uh, and because he's just he's his situation is so unique because he's the second round pick in this situation, right? And so you don't have the fifth year option; you just have less control there. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to sign him, you know, hoping to avoid his uh, franchise tag. Uh, as opposed to some of these other guys, just so that they can then use the franchise yep. tag on CD if they wanted to, or on Pop Parsons, because they only get one of those. So that's the thing that they need to do is they need to figure. They probably need to sign one of CD Lamb or or Trayvon Diggs early, uh, and maybe or or maybe Terrence Steele early in order to kind of just make sure that they have the a, a franchise yeah. a franchise tag to use next year. I agree. All right, that is it for today's show. Again, on tomorrow's show, we're going to be answering your Twitter questions. And then later in the week, we're going to have actual Cowboy practice notes to talk about. So be sure to tune in for that. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check our, out our show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.